1974, Toby Hooper assembled a ragtag team of actors and film students from UT Austin and put together the first true slasher movie. On a budget of only $140,000, Hooper created a sensation in the film world. Far less graphic than modern horror movies, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre still managed to terrify and thrill moviegoers. We're not big fans of the genre, but Halloween is in the air, and so are the claims that this film holds up as a classic in the slasher pantheon. So, toasting the classics is fixin' to head on down where the stars at night are big and bright. Fire up that chainsaw, grab a bottle of Scheinerbach, and maybe avoid the barbecue. It's time for episode 29 of Toasting the Classics, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Diving right in, huh? We are rolling. All Welcome, right. everybody. My name is Clint Lanier. Dave MacArthur. Yeah, that was kind of a weird way to say it. Huh? <laughs> yeah, just hitting your same intonation <laughs> there. Yeah, welcome to Toasting the Classics. This is the podcast where we talk about a purportedly classic work of art and decide whether it's classic while drinking something related to that Good. work of art. Not, not bad. I, yeah. I, let's say uh, something creative rather than work of art because we're all okay. over the place. Okay. We're movies and... Well, they're all works of art. Poems, I think, are coming up soon. I think art, art is choice. Artist choice, yeah, yeah, that's true. But we don't like eat a meal. It we, could absolutely you know, could be. We could have a, if you chose a cuisine for free choice, <laughs> I would not push back. I'd say you know what? I don't think we could do that. Can you imagine how good that would yeah. sound? Yeah, that's that, good pod. We could talk. Yeah, mm-hmm. disgusting, but there might be practical limitations. But I think it would fit. What also, why would it be a classic? Usually, there's a historical sense to right. this. You know, something people used to eat and is considered a classic. Yeah, like, well, no. We could do an I mean, episode on Frito pie. I mean, you could do like pizza. Pizza would be a classic. Pizza cuisine, would be right? a classic. Yeah. That'd be a lame episode. Yeah, but I'd have to toast it. I'd need, yeah, I'd, I'd, I would definitely toast pizza. But but anyway, other than that. Other than that. Uh, other works of art. But, not, but then again, not sculptors. I would do sculptors. We could do an episode Sculptor on Sculptors Sculptors. I would sculptors. do sculptor. I'm, uh, I'm talking about doing an episode with a friend of mine who's like an art history guy. Mm-hmm. And he, he was like, he suggested Van Gogh and yeah. drinking absinthe. You're very promiscuous outside yes, of, of this am. room. I got to have my things in the bullpen in case you're not, in least in case you're not ready to go okay. in a given week. So All right. well. I uh, always got another arm warming up. <laughs> so, you know, any other co-host would be lefty, righty, a bit, got to have bit, both. A bit jealous about that. Actually, most of my, most of my bullpen is lefties. Okay, well, that's As good it to turns know. out. Today we are, uh, you know, it is October 17th as we record this. Correct. So you'll be hearing this around the 19th. Uh, so we are a week away from my kids, one of my kids' favorite holidays. My uh, son's birthday is November 2nd. This huh. is his favorite time of year. Like everything Can't comes together. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. This and, was always uh, my favorite anyway. Yeah, when I was a kid, you know, October 31st. Well, Christmas, was, I used to really look forward to Christmas, who, I guess. What kid Yeah, didn't? that's true. I yeah. can't really say. but Other than Jewish children, what what? Uh, you know, I think most, a lot of Jewish kids in America, like. Just celebrated anyway. My, yeah. my dad was Jewish yeah. and they celebrated it in his house. Right. My grandfather would bring home a Hanukkah bush. I've heard that. And set yeah, it up. I've you know, heard that. It, it's, it's, it's convenient. But I mean, uh, really all the fun stuff about Christmas is non-religious or, right. or pagan, you know, Christmas trees and presents. None of that has anything to do with Jesus. <laughs> True. So it's, why, why tell Jewish kids they can't do it, right. you know? Point is we're 14 so. days away from Halloween. So right. we had to do something. That uh, was uh, aptly suited for the holiday. I thought so. So, thought so. Yeah. this was uh, this was Dave's pick. Film, film this week. Film this week, and right. he picked the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which I have never seen before. I this had is, never this seen is it the either. First time, yeah, okay. absolutely. Right, good. So, I think it's in a way more fun when it's something neither of us has seen before, because yeah. then it's truly a choice. Is this a classic? Now let's let's go ahead and crack open a drink. I'm going to get our coasters real quick. Okay, we're going to crack open a drink. By coasters, you mean the Xbox games that you no longer play that are sitting around your office that we actually, use. Actually, severed hands, just we're going to use the palms. There you go. Yeah, maybe some uh, crude sculptures made of animal bones and parts. So here's a beer for you. That might be the one that I opened to test whether it was a... Well, the coaster works, doesn't it? Or not. Yeah, so, it works. It does the job. Yeah, this is the one you already opened. So what are we drinking? We are drinking... Okay, so again, I've been made a liar of on this program. I said we were going to do Lone Star Beer because it seemed super appropriate to the movie. <laughs> and it, it, it would have been. Um, but apparently in New Mexico, though we can spit in the air and have it land in Texas, you cannot buy 
Lone Star beer. I ended up getting Scheinerbach, which is a completely different beer, and I didn't have time to research anything about the beer. I hope you know what a Bach is off the top of your head. <laughs> I do. Um, I okay, do. good, because that'd but be good actually, to talk about. Actually, it's not apt. It's not, not too far from being apt. Uh, Scheinerbach is made outside, of, I believe, either San Antonio or Austin. I think it's Austin. Okay. I used to live in Austin. I think Which is Scheiner where this whole movie there. was shot. It was shot right outside of Austin. Okay. Like okay. Most of the actors went to UT Austin. Okay. That's where they're kind of all discovered. From. So, you know, it may, kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll talk about, about a Bach later. Let's just kind of dig right in. Cheers, by yeah, the way. Yeah, cheers. There you go. So this one um, seems more to me like the kind of beer that the kids would have had to drink versus Lone Star would have been what the creepy people living in the abandoned house. <laughs> That's a good point. Would have been drinking. Well, that old man that was at the at the graveyard, that was I, he had to have been drinking Lone Star. Right? Oh, the, At the very opening scene. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. That would have been a low ugh. storm. I didn't look. I, sh- I wish I had. They had a lot of those 70 close-ups shots where, like, the guy's eyes rolling around and he's, uh, oh, there's you a, know, yeah. slobbering all over the place. There's a lot of, like, avant-garde stuff yeah. going on. Well, I don't know was, if That was the 70s, man. That I don't know if it was avant-garde by 1973, but, for instance, I watched, I watched uh, Mean Streets okay. not too long ago, which is a great movie, yeah. um, but really minimalist, and it's got all this, like, Francois Truffaut stuff going on <laughs> right, with the camera. Right, and, right. You know, it's the same with this one. Yeah. It's like, this is a horror movie. Like, chill out with the, with the you know, like. <laughs> with the super close-up. Right, the super close-ups and the spittle, weird spittle images. all and, over the guy's yeah. face and stuff. The Texas saw, Chainsaw Massacre uh, made in 1973. 1973. So there we go again. Apparently, yeah. we're always <laughs> selecting things within about a two- that's, or three-year exactly right. window. Uh, released 1974. So before, bef- okay. before we move on from that, okay. I think the reason why we end up picking stuff from that time period is yes, it's because that's like when we it's like right before we would have been capable of watching movies, essentially. Like right. so there's a lot of stuff I think that bangs around in the back of my consciousness as being an important movie that mm-hmm. I never got around to seeing because it's just before my time. Right. So I think there's a lot of like nineteen sixty five to nineteen seventy five where I'm like, I should know this better. People yeah. were always talking about this. Well you know, you always have to kind of go back to the first of something, right? Right. This is the first slasher film. I mean, is it? it, it okay. It, well, it is. I mean, that's that's how people count it as the first modern. Yeah. So I, this this was a predecessor to Nightmare on Elm Street, to Friday the Thirteenth, to Halloween, to Scream. Yeah. You know, on and on and on. But where does Psycho stand in relation? Because Psycho See, doesn't have a, so much. No, there's a slasher bit. There's, there's one. A whole shower. There's one, yeah. Thing. There's that yeah. one scene which has become absolutely iconic. Right. It, I don't think it ranks as a slasher film because there's that one. I think that's fair. Scene. It's more yeah. of a creepy. Suspenseful Hitchcock Alfred movie. Hitchcock movie, yeah. yeah. Do you know you know a weird fact about that though is that this the same guy this killer is based on the same Ed, guy Ed Gain who was the actually yeah. the subject of the book that Psycho was about. Right, Ed Gain. Yeah, is Ed, Ed Gain or Gain. I, I Gein, couldn't. Yeah. I seemed to be both when I looked. Sure. I couldn't. I think it might be Gain, but I, I'm not sure if he's German. It's Gain. His story was nuts. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I, I I got sucked into a rabbit hole and read the whole thing. So uh, so Leatherface the the right. Would he be the protagonist, antagonist? What would he be? Because <laughs> he beca- he's the he- he's the hero because it's a slasher film. Except he's for a bad the fact guy, right? that the guy gets killed with about 40 minutes left in the movie, I would have said that Franklin in the wheelchair, I think, yeah. would have been the protagonist. He's the one you most identify with. I, I he was anyway. a whiny little brat. He was. Yeah. But he seemed to be the one that I was most. It's also funny when he rolls down the hill. Why did that happen? <laughs> a truck, a truck went, went a by, truck by and all of a sudden he rolled down the hill. I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of... Uh, weird constructed danger in the first hour of the movie that I think just kind of get alerts you to the fact that this is going to be a dangerous, like nothing happens really <laughs> for like 45 minutes, 50 minutes. Right. right. So there's a lot of that. That guy rolls down the hill. The guy gets cut with a knife. It's all very something that might just Same happen. Same guy on that Sunday rolls afternoon. down the hill gets cut with a knife. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of bad things happening to him. So as, as they just sit, sit, kind of sit there and watch him do it. I mean, it's not a quick thing. It's like a, you know, yeah. And everybody's like, Oh my gosh, look what he's doing. He is rolling down the hill. <laughs> or somebody should stop that person with a knife cutting this other person. I would not pick that guy up. Would you pick that guy up? No. I mean, I don't pick people up at all. When I was a kid, we used to hitchhike around town. And what we realized was the safest way to do it, which is probably not the safest way to do it in terms of not dying in an accident. Yeah. But we realized we couldn't be murdered by somebody if we just hopped in the back of trucks. Right. We'd just go to like a pickup and be like, hey, can we hop in the back? And people would let us do it. We'd ride all over. Right. Because you weren't in there with them. It wasn't creepy for anybody. Well, it wasn't creepy for them either. It wasn't creepy for them either, yeah. People used to hitchhike in the 70s all the time. It was a thing. I mean, people used to hitchhike. Yeah, I think the book In Cold Blood was responsible right around that time. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. I'm not sure whether there's actually— When did The Hitcher actually come out? That must have been the early 80s. Because 
Because that was was it Rutger Hauer? There's an uptick in people being afraid of crime after In Cold yeah. Blood, but I can't remember if anybody gets killed by being a hitchhiker. In Cold Blood was what sixty eight, maybe. I think it's earlier. Sixty seven. I think it's more like sixty. Like maybe was even it, was it sixty? Maybe even late fifties. Oh, it was you, written. yeah, you're probably right because um, yeah, because. Um, Breakfast at Tiffany's comes out in the early 60s. Something so, like that, yeah. yeah. I think he was already famous by then. Yeah, Truman yeah. Capote. <laughs> Tell us a story about Ed Gein or Gein. So, all right. So I didn't write down a lot of details about it, but it's just like just all the most nightmarish aspects of this film yes. and Psycho. Well, it, and it's kind of the origin story to ail this guy with This guy stuff. with this huge edible situation where he ended up murdering his brother and his mother. Edible, not edible. Yes, situation. get an okay. edible complex. <laughs> too many, too many edibles. Right. They actually, they should call a, a building that sells lots of weed should be an edible, edible complex. complex. That would be funny. That's, that's a good one. That's a Dave TM. Anybody hey, come that? on now. That was that was. Oh well, yeah, that was that was that we worked together yeah. on that one. That's true. It's just a super creepy situation. It's this guy that is a lot like Ed Kemper. Have you ever read about him? Hmm. He's another serial killer. Had the same kind of creepy relationship with his mother and ended up murdering a bunch of other women and then finally murdering his mother and her friend like a. There's a lot of that going on with Ed Game, but he's like, there was a long period where he was sort of a shut-in and mm-hmm. like grave robbing, taking parts of people from the grave robbing, and then finally, I think, slipped over into killing women. And the same thing, very much like what's going on in this book, like like building furniture out of right. out of bones and skulls and all right. kinds of horrible. So it's like you wouldn't think it was real. Right. I was watching this. Not knowing about that story. Oh, you didn't know about it yet? No, 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 no. I read it about it after I watched the movie. And I, I was just watching. I was thinking this looks like – I actually had this whole theory about it. Like it's like a fear of country people. Okay. Right? There's like this sort of hillbilly horror yeah. genre, and mm-hmm. it's a lot of what's going on here. And I was thinking that a lot of these like altars made of bones and stuff like that is like calling back to a time when people would have been afraid of like pagan peoples. Right. And I was thinking pagan, the word pagan just means country folk. Okay. Like in the old days, the Christians used to just refer to the people that lived out in the boonies mm. who were still worshiping the old gods as pagans. And so I think they would have had this fear of going and like finding human sacrifice and cannibalism and like right. altars made of bones and worshiping trees and all sorts of crazy stuff. And that's where I was going with mm. interpreting what was going on in the movie. I was like, oh, it's like sort of old fears of, you know, hillbillies, the hinterland, you know, like, sure. you know, I think those. Then it was like deliverance and stuff like that. That, mm. that was sort of in the water in the 70s. Might have been, like. yeah. Because um, I don't think it's like that today. I think things are so uniform today. Mm. You know, like you go to the small towns, people look the same as people anywhere else. And I mean, there's a little bit yeah. of a cultural difference, but well, it's not, not as much as it would have been in the that, 70s. That's certainly true. Know? I mean, you're phasing out because, you, you know, communication is ubiquitous. Right. Like internet and everything Especially else. With so the that internet, they can yeah. see what people look like and kind of be like that. They're not – although I remember being – amazed when I was moving to Memphis, Tennessee, or maybe we were just traveling back to Memphis, Tennessee when we lived there. We were in Arkansas, in a small town in Arkansas. It's where Troy Aikman's from, whichever small town that is. Hmm. I don't know. And uh, Or maybe it was Oklahoma. My grandfather. And they had Arkansas. a coverall world. Coverall world? Yeah, cover, cover like a coverall, like where you buy cover coveralls. Oh, not the makeup. Okay. Like, like the coveralls. Like overalls. That, a cover, okay, I don't know what a coverall Whatever. is. I, guess. I think I think they are overalls, okay. maybe, but it was called coveralls okay. world, and and they had like a on the sign it had a picture of cover or overalls, right? So it was a world where you could buy the. <laughs> I was like, oh, I was, really seriously thought you were talking about like a theme park. At no, first. I know it was like a okay. shopping, right, a, shop, a mega store, a mega shopping okay. store for nothing but overalls. Yeah, there's not much of a market for that in big cities, right? Think. So, yeah. but apparently, there's still a market. In I've small noticed town, a Oklahoma, change when I was a kid. One of my friends moved to a small town up in northwestern Pennsylvania, and we would go up there and visit, and it was like going back in time. Right. It looked like things were from 10 or 15 years ago. People dressed differently. They acted differently. And now you go there, and it's like there's less money, but there's not that time lag because I think everybody just gets on the Internet, and they're like, what are people wearing right now? And they just emulate each other so much faster. Right. I mean, there's still a fascination because we do – still have like reality shows that kind of like the other, like the Amish mafia or whatever that stupid show was. Called. So Ed Gain was in Wisconsin. Was it Wisconsin or Minnesota? One I, of, I one think it was Wisconsin actually. And uh, out in the middle of nowhere, lived on a 145 acre farm. His dad was an alky mm-hmm. and uh, yep. his mom was like so religious that she's dangerous people. Yeah. And uh, it's like super religious, basically raised him, he especially, but he had a brother, uh, raised them to know that 
all women were harlots, harlots and tramps yes. and stuff yeah. like that, and Jezebels. never never be never be trusted. Uh, she liked to read him stories like the fire and brimstone stories from the Old Testament in Revelations. Right. Yeah. So he grew up basically kind of a weirdo outcast in school. Then I don't think he graduated high school. He just kind of hung out with his mom. His dad died. So he just hung out at the farm, did odd jobs. Mm-hmm. But basically it was completely isolated. His mom filling him with all this weird stuff. Almost like, uh, was it Carrie? I think there's an element yeah. of that in yeah, Carrie. Yeah, you know, and yeah. with the mom and stuff. I and think the Ed Gaines story is like super influential. Yeah, that's I mean, what I'm saying, a right? A lot of stuff, of, lot of know, stuff I mean, kind of came yeah, from like that. Yeah, like you said, Carrie. And there's a lot of hillbilly horror in yeah. Stephen King. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of that in various different books. And, uh, and so I was thinking that Ed Gaines story, that sounds like something he would have as the background of one of his towns. Right. Like like Derry, Maine, when they're talking about it, like the last time it came to town, it would be the last time somebody like Ed Gain right. ripped up that's, people. That's you know, exactly that would right. totally be in the background of that book. So. And so uh, when the police raided, raided his place, like uh, Dave said, the guy had, he had, uh, for example, um, the cover of a lamp, like the, the, you know, the shade of a lamp was made out of human skin, like yeah. a face. Yeah. Right, and he had like ashtrays and cereal bowls, and like, and he was using them, you know, made out of skulls and stuff. I yeah. mean, just absolutely crazy, horrifying. Um, yep. He had a he had a belt made out of nipples. Yeah. He had a pair of lips for a drawstring on a curtain. Just all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, also, obviously, there's also um, uh, Silence of the Lambs. Yes, right, Buffalo Bill. Yeah, yeah those right? are the three big yeah. influences from Ed Gain is Silence of the Lambs. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Psycho, I right. think. It's just, and then there's a lot of other stuff that seems just to have been. kind of comes from it. It's so, a really macabre story. Yeah, it really is. And it happened It happened like in the 40s, which, which you know, yeah. you don't think. You, a little bit there, later. There's yeah. a, there's 40s a, and 50s, yeah. There's a myth of America. One of America's myths is nothing weird happened until the 60s. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you right. Know? right yeah. And, uh, Clearly that's and, not Yeah, and, and as it turns out, people were absolutely psychopathic, you know, well, sometimes, sometimes I think it's media coverage, right? It's right. like we, we actually get the stories about the crazy stuff that happens. But then I also have this other theory that there were different outlets for sadism in the past. Like if you were this kind of person, you'd go join the army. Your, right. jo- your job would be to wipe out the Indian village. Well, that's true. You know, or, or you'd be working on a plantation. You could do whatever you wanted sure. to the people that were there. That stopped. And so this yeah. kind of comes out in these otherwise peaceful settings. You right. know, that there's somebody that's doing these kinds of things. I don't know. I don't know what. I'm sure criminologists have all kinds of uh, right. fascinating stories about what, what that's from, you know. But so back to our story, right? Right. Um, back to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. So so it's probably worthy of doing a synopsis because it's pretty short. The story is not terribly intricate. No. It's a couple of kids that are out driving in the country. Four, Four of them. Uh, five. Is there five? Wait. Yeah. There's two. A guy oh, and a girl. So, yeah, guy and a girl. And then, the, and then, and then, and then Franklin, Franklin in a wheelchair. In the wheelchair yeah. Right. So they go on a drive to check out whether a grave robbing has affected their family mm-hmm. because there's been a grave robbing in a graveyard where their grandfather was one of the, I think the brother is in there. So they go and they check that out and then they decide to stay in the old family home, which is like. To go visit it. Which is a yeah. place you go to be murdered. Absolutely. There's no other reason to go <laughs> into an old house yeah. like that. So they go and they stay in this old house and get mixed up with some local creepy hillbillies right. um, who just sort of make appearances early in the movie and then keep wandering into this one house one by one <laughs> and getting murdered when yeah, they go in the It's like there's a funnel. Yeah. Like everything funneled to this one house, to yes. the murder house. Yeah. Right? The body count is pretty low, I think, by slasher movie standards. I don't know if that's... Remember we talked about Jaws, how actually not that many people get right. killed in it? Yeah. This is, what, four, four fatalities? Yeah, four fatalities. Four fatalities yeah. in this movie, which is like a real-life incident that might happen. Yeah. Uh, so let's stuff a lot worse than that these days, I guess. But right. yeah, and the one thing that kept getting me is that they just, it was one guy goes in the house, gets killed. Then his girlfriend follows him in the house, gets, gets killed. killed. And yeah. the third guy's walking up. I'm like, Did you do, this is just from a writing perspective. <laughs> yeah. They can't possibly just walk in the house and get killed. Third guy walks in the house and gets, gets killed. killed. Yeah. And then finally they have a little trouble because they're trying to go and walk in the house to get killed and they get lost in the woods. And well, so the guy has to come out and kill them. Plus in the he's woods. in a wheelchair. He's also in a wheelchair, Which makes right? It more so it makes it difficult to yeah. go into the house. I mean, they don't right. actually build accessible ramps in a lot right. of murder houses, <laughs> which is an oversight. Or in forests. Or in forests. Yeah, forests are slim on accessible yeah. uh, ramps, and but especially murder houses, I think that that's an oversight that they could correct. Right. If they want to be more inclusive about who they hack into pieces and stick on meat hooks, they're going to need some ramps. Yeah. So that's that's the story. Once the guy in the wheelchair gets killed. Quickly, summarily, I was like surprised. I thought he was going to last longer than that. He yeah, just sort of gets he, just, he gets gets, gets whacked, and then uh, and then 
the final girl, which mm-hmm. is a trope in horror movies, the final girl. Most of these have the blonde final hair, girl. you know, blonde, gets chased. Hot, young, blonde haired girl. She gets chased for like what seems like an hour. Yes. Just constantly. It really was. Yeah. And she uh, and she screamed the entire time. She screamed the entire time. She's running through a dark forest trying to get screaming. away from a guy screaming. And I'm yes. like, if you stop screaming, <laughs> that's the way he's finding well, you. She screamed every at, at all times. Yes. She was screamed. Yes. yes. And not to mention, he's running around with a chainsaw. Right. So you could probably kind of whimper to yourself and not yeah. be heard. Right. But if you really... And, you, and avoid him based on hearing. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yes, you could always hear the chainsaw coming. <laughs> right. He, even if he wasn't a three hundred pound even if he guy clumsily yeah. running around the forest. The other tactic, which I would uh, question, is hiding behind a succession of wooden objects when yes. someone's chasing you with a chainsaw. Right. right. She was... goes into like a thicket of trees, and she's like, "Oh, okay." And she sits there. This might he, work. He cuts through that yeah. amazingly enough. Then yeah. she goes behind a door, and he has to saw yeah, that saw does slow that. him down yeah. significantly. So there is that. She does finally get inside the door of a truck. And he has difficulty chopping. Through he the does truck. try though. He, he tries. tries. He tries. Sawing the truck. You can't fault him. Can't fault yes. him for initiative. You can't fault him for. Now, gumption. why they didn't stay in the truck? Because he he couldn't come through the truck. But he could walk around the truck, which is where it they were. It seemed like he could get through the window and get at them. It seemed like it was difficult to get far enough away in the truck to be safe. And so, yeah. the, and the guy also couldn't get the truck started. He couldn't. I didn't, no, I didn't even he was notice sitting that. and he was trying to start the truck, and that oh. would have been he could have just gone through the window and killed him. So he scoots okay. over away from the pedals. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh crap! Now I'm just stuck in this truck." So they right. run out the other side, and um, he picks up a pipe wrench, picks up a wrench, and chucks it at the guy's head, <laughs> which is brilliant, surprisingly effective. Yes. <laughs> Cuts himself with his own chainsaw. Yeah, the truck driver is, uh, and this is saying a lot, but probably the most out of shape truck driver I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm surprised he could run away from in a movie. In a movie, I, I yes. think I think yeah. they I think they cast that one as close to reality. Yeah, <laughs> it might have been an actual truck. Yeah, that's true. And 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 you know, no offense to all the fat truck drivers out there. No, nothing but, wrong with that. But you might want to cut off a couple of pounds if you're going through this part of Texas right. and you're going to plan to run away from more veg, less rice. McDonald's. Yeah, a little bit. Of, eat a salad every now and then. Yeah, you know, it's really mixed salad. Too. So, what did you think? It was it was a fun movie. It was it uh-huh. was fun. It, you know, this is not really my genre. No, I've never been a slasher, uh, slasher horror film person. I get a bit queasy. This one this, was this not w- that bloody. So he was trying for a maybe for, for a grade of PG. And he got slapped with R, which yeah. is a big deal because you know you have to remember that most G-rated movies are now PG movies. Yeah, you know I think of, that's of, true, that, yeah. of that period. Hey, you certainly and, watch PG things, and you're like, "There's no way this would be PG today." Right. Yeah. Well, and they've they've reclassified a lot of them. Right. They classified that as an R, which is like I said, it was, a, and they didn't have a PG-13 at the time. I'm trying um, to think what elements of R I saw in this movie. I mean, there's some gross stuff, but it's mostly by innuendo. Like that's the point. There's a lot of gratuitous stuff. Yeah. But it was all innuendo based. Yeah. Like you had to use your imagination. He was behind. Kind of conveniently hidden behind something when he yeah. was like carving somebody right. up and right, yeah. There wasn't a so whole forth. lot of like actual. But I mean, you know that that one of his victims was hanging on a meat hook, watching her boyfriend get carved up. Yeah, which mean, is creepy stuff. But it wasn't really. You didn't really see the meat hook go through or anything like that. No, like they would do that today. Was, yeah, in a horror movie <laughs> today, I don't. And I don't watch any of that kind of yeah, stuff, like Saw and things like that. Right. It's hard for me. Like I said, it's not my genre. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for me to. And when you watch something from 1973 and you realize how influential it was, you have to try to assess it within the place that it stands in the right. canon of other kinds of movies like that. Which is hard for me to do because I, I really don't watch these. Yeah, I don't find this pleasant to watch horror movies. I sort of avoid them. Right. My wife makes fun of me for it. I know it's influential on a ton of things yeah. just from knowing that. I rarely pick up a horror movie. I saw uh, one thing that this reminded me of. It's got the opening that claims that it's a true story. Yes. Right? Which reminded me of Blair, Blair Witch Project. That's which right. I was in New York that summer and it came out. And everybody was just like, there's this movie. These kids got murdered and they found the camera. And that's just what everybody said. Right. That first week when it came out, you can only see it at the Angelica. And everybody thought it was real. And I went to see it. I waited in a line like three blocks yeah. long to go see it and stuff like that. And it was pretty fun. I had a good time. You sure. know, like um, I think I kind of figured out that it wasn't real as I was watching it. Right. And I'm wondering, did people know that this wasn't real? I don't know. Because if it says true story... Well, at that time in 73, you know? 74, I mean, news was not as pervasive as it is now. I mean, right. you can't escape news and information anymore, right? No. no. Facebook and Twitter, it's going to be somewhere. I don't know. You could be living here in New Mexico 
and yeah. something could happen in Wisconsin, you might not never know I about it. I guess that's what I'm talking yeah. about with seeing Blair Witch. And this is even later. I mean, we had the internet in 1999. It wasn't quite as remote as it would have been in 73. But the experience of virality mm-hmm. was so much more exciting. Because if something was like making the rounds word of mouth, it was cool in some yeah. way. It wasn't just the latest cat video. It was a big deal. If it was if it was the, the drums were beating in the jungle and everybody was hearing about something, it was like... When Star Wars first came out, they released it in like a couple of theaters, and it was like all of a sudden there were lines down the block to go see it. Sure. That must have been a pretty exciting phenomenon to be a part of. You know? I imagine so. I remember when I heard about Blair Witch, um, I think by the time it reached us here in our little hamlet of New Mexico. You um, knew it was fake by then. Yeah. Yeah. When they released it, they did kind of a guerrilla marketing mm-hmm. strategy where they did want like um, – have you seen them posters like around Columbia University? Right, right, right. All over the place, right? So by the time it reached here, you know, got here, it had already gone through that. And we knew that it was fake, but it was supposed to be shot as if it was real. Right. And actually, that's what the whole... Which, which was a new technique in film. Yes. At the time. At the time. That's the hard thing to remember. Well, it was about complete that. shaky cam type of yeah. thing. That um, was not like as Cloverfield and stuff like that came out later, right. did the same technique. And you right. forget that in nineteen ninety nine I had never seen anything. There's some done, other some you know? other things that were, were alike. Uh, like a fake found footage. Total kind of thing. unknown actors, just like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the, the the house they find in the woods, this house reminded me of that house a lot. A lot, but I know where I know where Blair Witch was filmed. It's not terribly far from where I grew mm. up. We actually went up there and went to the little state park. Oh, did you? We're not the only people there driving around looking at this little tiny Look state little, park where little. they filmed this. So, did Burkitt, you find the house? Burkittsville, Maryland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you could see the house. We didn't go into it, but just you could see it. But that's what it reminded me of, like two-story two creepy house. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit. And I was like... This one's a lot more of a haunted house, like a gothic feel to it, the one in this movie. In, in Texas Chainsaw. Texas Chainsaw, yeah. It's a lot more fancy looking. Uh, it's got those old, you know, gables. Yeah, and, yeah, true. Yeah. The, the window, the dormer windows with the little panes and stuff. It's a, it's, it's a pretty cool place. So almost like... Uh, Amityville uh, type of thing? Amityville, yeah, yeah. Or like the House of the Seven Gables, like I was thinking. Um, which, which, by the way, look up Amityville Horror. When was that movie made? It's right around the same time. Was it before this? Uh, that's a really good question. I kind of want to say it's just after, like maybe okay. 75. Because okay. I want, oh, maybe I'm just saying that because of, um, uh, Amityville 2 is 82. So this is, I think it's going to be later. I can't find the original movie. It's like 50 of them. It's called The Amityville Horror. The Amityville Horror. Yeah, there you go. 77. Okay, so, so it was The book is 77. The film is 79. Interesting. It's quite a big, okay. quite a big gap between the two. Because... Have you have you seen that movie? No. Slow as molasses. Yeah. I mean, it is yeah. so slow. Yeah. I think most creepy movies of the seventies were just that. They're creepy, slow moving movies. Sure. Like The Omen. Even um The Exorcist. The Exorcist was slow as well. Exorcist gotta be maybe a year before this, right? Seventy two? Maybe. Yeah. Something like that. Seventy two, seventy three. There's um, one I haven't seen. But they're really slow moving, once. like super slow burns, right? That's just a style then. So, 2001, yeah. things like that. You could get away with no. This one, this one kind of goes right into it. If you think about it, I mean, mm. see, so you start out with a cemetery. You got the weird hitchhiker. Within an hour, yeah. you're... It's a short movie. It's yeah, 90, yeah, 90 93 minutes. minutes or something like that. Yeah. yeah, so actually less than an hour. I think probably yeah. halfway into it, 45 minutes, you got people being killed, you know? Yeah, I think so. So it, it, right. it happens really quickly. Um, oh, another thing about uh, like this and Blair Witch, uh, unknown actors, super small budget and a huge mm. gross. So yeah. this one was shot for eighty to a hundred thousand, like between eighty and a hundred thousand dollars, and it grossed. Uh, I think actually had seven hundred thousand. That's not what I saw. Maybe I, that I was the adjusted eighty to one twenty. Yeah, it might have been adjusted because. But, yeah, but the box office was thirty million. So whatever right. it was, it was which adjusted was like a hundred times million. what yeah. they spent. Yeah, yeah. So. so it was made a ton of money. Right. Um, just like Blair Witch, right? It's pretty well done. It's not uh, bad. Considering really what not. the guy has to work with. Yeah. And like I said, there's a lot of avant-garde stuff going on with the with the direction. But there's a theory underneath the movie and what he wrote. I think you've got a bunch of bad actors yeah. who are about as well-directed as I think you possibly could and direct And they're them. as good of actors as they could be. I think, that, I think he's yeah. getting the most out of what he has right. there. I, I looked the them actors. all up. They None of them went on no, to do no. anything. A few other things, yeah. But this kind of level, yeah. you know, B-movie right. type of stuff. I didn't see anybody that had gone anywhere. Right. I don't know if I want to give away my biggest surprise. It's going to be my biggest surprise, too. I'm sure it's the same thing. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Well, let's wait. Let's wait. All right. We'll wait. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's a lot of 70s stuff in this movie. There's. It's hard to get gas, I think, was <laughs> right? 
supposed to be sort of a nod to I the love the van. Crisis. You got to love the van. Yeah, the van's pretty cool. I like those. It's like the Scooby-Doo van. <laughs> yeah, it kind of was, wasn't yeah. it? it? How many people are in the Scooby-Doo gang? Let's see. There's four humans and a dog, Velma, right? Daphne, Shaggy, and Fred. Fred and then and the, the dog. dog. Yeah, five yeah. of them. And Scrappy, if you're... Of a certain age, God. you're probably too, you're probably too old for Scrappy. Scrappy sucks. Scrappy came around. He was the worst thing yeah. that ever happened to that show. The radio broadcast going on in the background, which I thought was pretty clever because it's establishing some of the backstory, right. the grave robbing and stuff yep. like that, without hitting you over the head with exposition. I love when people are creative about that kind of thing, but it's also, and it goes in with the they start talking about the slaughterhouses, yep, and going on and on about the slaughterhouses and stuff. It sounded to me like it was this anti meat eating like, agenda in the movie. Sort of was. Which it actually was. Yeah. It's not just, I was, again, I was, like, sort of thinking, oh, I'm probably overthinking that. But yeah. then, like, they asked the director later, and he's like, yeah, that's definitely what I'm going for. Peter there. called this one of the best anti-hate yeah. movies yeah. ever made. Right. But, yeah, the uh, the whole description of how they killed the, uh, how they slaughtered the, the beef, and then the the, the cutting to <laughs> the pictures of these cows of slobber and drool. Again, yeah. the close-up avant-garde. Right. Kind of like, you know. Image of these cows with drool coming out of their mouths, looking really mm-hmm. terrible. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it was almost like they, they didn't look pathetic. It was more like, ooh, who'd want to eat that right. type of thing, you know? Right. Just or he's clever. talking about you, you'd like it if you, knew, if, you knew what, if you didn't know what was in yeah, it. Yeah, didn't know what was in it, right. If Franklin's accent is a little out of control, uh, I don't know if that's real. It doesn't seem real to me. It didn't sound real they to me. They got him from UT Austin, so maybe. I don't know. I mean, he's, it could be, but. So who out of the, uh, who deserved to get it the most out of these characters? Who deserved to get Franklin? Oh, yeah, okay. Frank, uh, Franklin's, <laughs> Franklin's, was, Franklin's pretty he annoying. He was a whiny, annoying, but at least person. he's like a wheelchair guy. I but mean, let's it see. Makes sense. Um, gosh, that's hard to say. Um, because to me, it's to me, it's a Jufro guy with the with the flower paisley shirt and the glasses. That guy, the, the rimless. I was like bi- that big, shirt, the he, big rimless. Like shaded yes. glasses. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that guy deserves to get whacked with a chainsaw for wearing that shirt. Did they like, get, okay, that 70s show? Mm-hmm. There's that one kid with the Jufro. Yeah. yeah Is yeah, that yeah. where they I, got the look from? Maybe. It's the same yeah, look. He's, he's got the big, he's, he's got, got the, the shaded, glasses, shaded yeah. glasses, shaded rimless, mm-hmm. but big glasses. Yep. You know, the, the, the shirt d- opened down to his navel. I was thinking the first guy they pick up in the van. Yeah. Looks like a scrawny James Franco. Oh, he's got problems. He's and got that, that big red birthmark thing. That on guy's his face great. And, Th- those two actors. Yeah. Not. I mean, Leatherface is. You can't see him. Yeah. But the other two hillbillies. Yeah. The both of those actors like stole the show. I thought. <laughs> really There's did. this whole thing going on with like the James Franco guy is just kind of like the maniac, you know. But that's. Yeah. I think he does a great job. You know, he's he's really annoying. You hate him. You yeah. Know, and he seems super crazy. But the dad has this thing going the on. The cook. Yeah, the cook. Yeah. He's got this thing going on where he's like trying to be like the nice guy, but then he's like poking her with the stick in the car and like laughing, <laughs> and laughing about yeah. it. Yeah. And it's and I noticed that I was like, oh, this guy almost seems like he's got like sort of a, a split personality, like yeah. we talked about in the last episode. And when I read the background stuff, he was talking about uh, what's the name of the guy that wrote the that wrote it. Oh, uh, anyway, the guy who wrote the movie was talking about how. He read about a serial killer uh-huh. who got arrested, and he was like, well, yeah, I killed these people, but now you got me, so don't expect any trouble while I'm in jail. And he, oh, and he, he was impressed with the, with the yeah. split personality of yeah. that, of like all of a sudden being like right. a and, – and it was – so it was deliberate, I think, especially in that one character. Right. It was like uh, – I don't want to say schizophrenia because that's completely not what split personality disorder right. is at right. all, but, you know, the, sure. the traditional use of that word. So were they cannibals? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it was, insinu- really it was insinuated. It Not just them, but the, all the kids were cannibals. All the kids ate the barbecue that they were cooking. You think? Yeah. Right. Well, I think that they, they really played that down. Like, you'd think she would have freaked out when she realized that. Well, and there's that one line that you said, you know, you'd like it if you didn't know what was in it. There you go. Right? There you go. Yeah, that's a good point. So that's, that's, yeah. They played that down. It was pretty gross. They announced at the beginning that the county they're in, did you hear that? Hmm. They're in Muerto County. Oh, Muerto County? And I was thinking, you know, today you couldn't say that. The no. People would just know right away that's ridiculous. Yeah. I think in 1973, people would have been like, oh, that's a weird sounding name. Right. Like, about, what does Muerto mean, you know? And I've never seen Texas look like that. But that apparently it was shot in Texas. So. It looks like Texas. Uh, so I guess yeah. Hill Country, maybe, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Hill Country, just anywhere around Austin. It, yeah. it looks pretty much, it, it just, it looks like Oklahoma and Arkansas and Louisiana. It doesn't look like West Texas, like right. what we think of out here. Desert, like this like is that. desert, yeah. you know. They do run into a prickly pear at one point. Yeah. Because you, you can see that around Austin. You can occasionally see cactus, especially mm-hmm. on the west side of town. What was the deal with the grandfather? Oh, yeah. Grandpa stole the show. What is going on there? <laughs> he was alive, apparently. 
Okay, so he is alive. Yeah, he is alive. Okay. He's sucking the blood. Is he a vampire or something? I think he's just a creepy old hillbilly dude. Okay. He was a, he was a paternus familiaris. Of that He's crazy. goddamn paterfamilias. Yeah, paterfamilias, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, that was right around where I was like, this is like super creepy. Yeah. Like not just murderers, but like some kind of weird right. psychosexual creepiness going on. You know, the like, X-Files I, did an episode that was a, a lot like this. It was really? like this. Yeah, it was like this hillbilly incestuous clan Okay, that was going around murdering people. The mom lived underneath the bed. Okay. And they had cut her legs off. I think maybe maybe her arms, but she like they they had her on um uh, you know what a mechanics cr- creeper is? So it's like no. a little mechanic. It's like a little me- this kind of flat board on four wheels. It sits about inch and a half off the ground and a mechanic would lay on it and they called it a creeper because they can use their hands to kind of creep underneath the car. And, you know, work oh. on the car and then... Yeah, I know what it is, yeah, but okay. I didn't know what it was called. Yeah. All right, can't ask Creeper. Anyway, she she was on one of those underneath the bed, and it was it was disgusting X-Files. Yeah. Super similar to this. They're all hillbilly weirdos. And... I'm actually running a D&D campaign uh-huh. that's like a published adventure, a great big one, yeah. and I've just got to this one adventure that that's what it is. You get to this place, and it's a hillbilly horror <laughs> sequence where there's like a house full of like bladed traps uh-huh. and like a mother who's like got all these children of hers that are all murdered and it's incestuous and yeah. stuff like that. And I, and I watch this movie. I'm like, oh, that, that's what this is. That's, oh, right, right, that's, right. That's what this is. Got to be super influential. Does it, the hill have eyes? Hill, the hills have eyes. I haven't eyes. seen the hills it's, have eyes. I think yeah. that's what it's about, right? It's like this hillbilly cannibal family. House. I mean, I think a lot of this comes from Ed Gain yeah. and then Psycho. How much did you hear about this movie growing up? I knew it existed. Yeah. Uh, no, not much. I, I remember kids talking about this on the playgrounds. And, and now looking back, I'm like, how? Did you what, watch this? What, yeah. yeah. What would your parents yeah. be thinking? I think we've talked about this before, but a lot of stuff is about big brothers. Yeah. Big brothers. <laughs> just, just if, you ha- if you have an older sibling. I yeah. look back on some of the things, even me, I, like that I showed my little brother. Right. And I'm like, what was I thinking? You have yeah. sort of a responsibility as a big brother. Yeah. And I did not take that responsibility to heart at all. <laughs> but responsibility well, not, not which all, way? I mean, responsibility to, to teach them those, both, these things? Both. But see, that's what or I to thought. shield them. I thought I had a responsibility to like show them all this cool stuff, yeah. you know. But at the same time, you probably shouldn't try to corrupt this little kid, you know. So but like you said, that's what big brothers are for, right? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Um, Took me a minute, though, uh, watching this. I don't know why. I just did not make the connection between the way he was killing people initially mm-hmm. and the whole slaughterhouse yeah. thing. Yeah, he just thumps him on the head. He thumps him on the head. And he doesn't die. Yeah. At, he has to get hit again, yeah, just like they again. were talking about yeah. with the cows. Yeah, there's definitely, I mean, there's no question about it. Yeah. He's wearing like a butcher's apron. Yeah, butcher's apron and a tie. Is he wearing a tie? <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. wearing a tie and a butcher's yeah, apron. Yeah. His and first like white, appearance white. was really jarring. Yeah. And not, may, I don't know whether it would have hit people in this way when the movie came out, but it was just not what you expect from like Jason, Michael Myers, Freddy. Like they, there's a different appearance. There's a buildup usually. To them, right? There's a buildup. Yeah, there was less of a buildup. He just pops out. He just pops out. Yeah. Bumps the guy like out of nowhere. (laughs) It seemed more real. Yeah. I mean, it is real. The character is supposed to be human. Mm -hmm. But like there's that one part where he realizes that somebody got away Uh and he's like freaking out and kind of like holding his head in his hands. like, oh, and you're like, this is a lot more interiority than I expect from my (laughs) like mass murderers (laughs) in these slasher movies. That kind of caught me off. The way he was portrayed... Leatherface was portrayed. Yeah. There's not. A, there's no sequels to this, right? Oh, there's yeah. There's many sequels. There are sequels. Yeah. To this. Okay, but this, not like this spawned, these character. This, this spawned a whole universe of. Oh yeah, Leatherface's. Okay, that's yeah. what I was wondering. I was like, so the thing you know, the, the interesting thing about it. I just thought of this as you were saying that is that he is this guy is more human and he's probably more uh, you know more scary. Yeah, because like Jason. Um, well, Jason's magic. Freddy's magic. Yeah, they're Michael all. Myers is yeah, ma- superheroes. Oh, Michael Myers is magic, is he? Yeah, Michael Myers survives everything. Okay. You can't yeah. kill these people. Right. And this guy is just a crazy person. Right. Crazy. Big. I don't even think he's crazy. I think he's supposed to be like mentally handicapped. Okay. I think so, he's just been raised poorly, and he's got he's something. He's uh, developmentally de- delayed in some way, yeah. so he's just like been told to kill okay. people, and so he and does. So he does. It. Yeah. I don't even think he's really particularly crazy. Everybody else seems definitely to be crazy. a psychopath. Maybe it's because yeah. I could see their faces when they're acting yeah. crazy. Maybe he's just as crazy, but he seemed to me to just be kind of like um, of mice and men. Mm. You know, mm. is it Lenny? Which one's which one's I the think big it's Lenny. one? Yeah, it's Lenny. It's Lenny. So. It's the big one. Yeah. Right? It's like Lenny. You know, just kind of thumping somebody on the head because um, you know somebody told him to. Or um, 
uh, Beyond Thunderdome. Remember the uh, yes. uh, Master Blaster? Yeah, yeah. Or Sling Blade. Or Sling Blade, right. Sling yeah. Blade's a killer, too. You know, yeah, whatever yeah. the heck the character's name yeah, is. Yeah, huge. But he's supposed to be a big guy, oversized. Yeah. It just has a weird uh, morality because of it. Right. But, uh, that, but that makes it almost more chilling, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, it's more because realistic. It, yeah, because it's it's like something that could happen. To, were we, were we talking about the um, the banality of evil? Maybe. Were we talking about that concept on the show one time? Anyway, it's like that. It's like you were probably drunk. It's uh, I might have had a few drinks. That's true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I get I like to get hammered and talk about Hannah Arendt. That's, yeah, that's a big thing of mine. But yeah, it's like creepier because it's all it's like that's something that could really happen. Yeah. Now I don't know if people would funnel one by one into the house to get thumped on the head by this guy. <laughs> that's a little over the top. Did you know there was a an Atari game? Yes. Oh no, I didn't until I read this. Yeah, did I didn't you know did that. you read the the Yes. plot yeah. so tell us the plot it's of the Atari game. Exceptionally poor taste. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> you go ahead. You I'm talking too much. So there's an Atari game uh came out in 1982 and you are actually playing Leatherface <laughs> killing people. Would not have been my choice if I was going <laughs> to make a game of this. You have to avoid I would have been getting away from Leatherface. <laughs> yeah, I know. And you have to avoid <laughs> like I don't know, cow skulls, it's yes, said, and like yeah. fences and stuff like that yep. in order to kill the innocent people. Which like, is a great idea, but <laughs> it's a just not what I would have done. Terrifying idea. Yeah. And apparently, because it was in such bad taste, nobody carried it and it hardly sold, which mm. makes it like one of the most collectible Atari games oh, of all time. Oh, I bet it is. I bet it and is. Yeah, I didn't realize. realize that part of it. Yeah, so. I just saw a little mention of what the game was in that ridiculous One of those, game. you can, you, can uh, you know, pay off your child's tuition. Do you think you could put somebody on a meat hook and not have them just die? I think so. I think that was pretty. How? I think that was pretty accurate. Well, I guess it depends on where you go through your lungs or something like that. I feel like maybe I don't know how meat hook works. I think there's really only one way it works. Yeah, but it's got to go through you, right? (laughs) Right. I mean, just yeah. That's that was one of the creepiest things of the movie. Was that that. was? Yeah. I was like, oh, that's not what's gonna. Yeah, that's not what's gonna happen. And he turns around and does it, and you're like, wow, that just happened. Yeah, that's pretty dark. This is probably the only slasher film. Tobe Hooper. Tobe Hooper was the name of the writer and yeah. director. That's I did write it down. Uh, this is pro- is it Toby? Tobe is what I have. How do you spell that? T O B E. The Tobies of my life did not spell their name T O B E. They yeah. spelled it T O B Y. But this is probably one of the only slasher films that does not have nudity. At that's all. because probably because they were shooting, shooting for the PG thirteen. The PG thirteen. The PG rating. PG thirteen. Or PG. Yeah, yeah that's right. That. All right. So so question about your childhood because yeah. you're a product of the seventies, right? In a way, yeah. Uh, I really don't remember the 70s. I was born in 77. Okay. I think I remember people saying Jimmy Carter was the president, but then again, that would have been still in 1980 anyway. Yeah. So I, I think that's about as early as I remember. All right. So, well, what was trick-or-treating like for you? Was your mom all for it? Or did yeah. did she have any problems with it? Any qualms about? No. Did she ever say anything about poison yes. in your candy? Yeah, yeah. We always checked the candy. My yeah. dad had a running gag where he'd always like, whatever he liked from what we got, mm-hmm. he'd be like, oh, I've heard that it. this one's been poisoned. I'm going to yeah. take that. So <laughs> okay. I do that to my kids all the time. But they your mom that. was your mom was into that though, right? They like, both. I mean, they uh-huh. both were sort of joking. Really Do you know, know where that came from, though? It's just a moral panic. I don't no. think it ever happened. 1972. Okay. I think it was 1972. There was a eye doctor and uh, in, in Texas, I, th- I believe. I think it was Dallas, maybe, okay. outside of Dallas. He was convicted for poisoning his own children. Oh, okay. With, maybe I did hear With this Halloween story. candy. Yeah. Uh, ho- his own their, children. Yeah, his own their, children. Their, and that's uh, right. I and did the and their and their friends. He had some to, reason for wanting to get rid of his family, and so he poisoned the kids. Insurance. Yeah. Right. And and so it blew up into a national thing. He ended up, of course, getting the death penalty because it was Texas, after all. You know, mothers for the next sure. fifteen years, mine included. No, you can't go trick or treating <laughs> because people poison the candy. Do you remember? You remember people used to talk about that that people would put drugs in the candy. Yes. Right. Somebody I saw the other day posted a thing on Facebook. They were like, they were like. Moms, this is not happening. Drugs are expensive. People aren't giving them away <laughs> yeah. for free to your right. kids. Not like, anymore. This is yeah. not a thing. Not right? anymore. But yeah, I heard. I heard. Uh, you know, there's. Uh, they drug it. They put like razor blades in it. They put you know needles yeah. in it. Stuff yep. like that. And yep. it led to this whole thing. Like back in the day, you know, popcorn balls and caramel apples and stuff like that. All of that went away. Yeah. Because you couldn't have like handmade candy. Yeah, anymore. I wasn't allowed to eat anything that wasn't like wrapped. packaged. Yeah. 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 So that was kind of part of it. Right. And uh yeah, it the Tylenol uh, thing was real though. The cyanide that, and the Tylenol that did really ha- did. That happen. did happen. Yeah. Happened uh like two different occasions and I never found that person. Uh-huh. I think they're connected. Yeah. But yeah, I read this whole long story about where we get that kind of myth from. Uh-huh. And it was and it didn't even happen to strange strangers. It happened to people he knew. Right. So, I mean, the entire right. 
focus of it where some stranger is just going to, you know, some hag is going to poison you. Right. Never just happened. No basis. Yeah, no basis Well, it's at like all, the no. satanic panic where they, yeah, thought, exactly. they thought people were molesting children and turning them into Satan worshipers. And it was like, right. it just never happened. Just, yeah, right. Just Not even happened. once. Yeah. It was just a complete fabrication. Right. It, I, the ending of the movie, I wasn't expecting. I sort of thought everybody was going to die. I didn't catch from the opening crawl that somebody was going to survive. Right. So I really was surprised when she got away. Her, like, manic laughter in the back of the truck was, like, really effective, I was thought. It, was it laughter or crying? It was she a, was it like was cross she was like between, cr- right? Laughing in relief. I was trying to figure cry it out. Cry laughing in relief, yeah. But I thought it was pretty effective. It was like, okay. If you ask me how, how would somebody act if they escaped that kind of situation by the skin of their teeth, it was yeah. like, that's pretty good. That, that seems As like, Leatherface is like spinning yeah, around. And, whatever the heck yeah. he was doing. Uh, that was a little less He's doing ballet. convincing. Yeah, he was suddenly doing a little dance, a little pirouette with <laughs> right, his chainsaw. Right, pirouette. That's what I was trying I'm to like, do. you already got slashed by the chainsaw, man. Turn yeah. it off. Turn right. the darn thing off. <laughs> right. Like you're gonna. Well, there's nobody left, you know. But right. again, he's mentally... Still could have run down that tubby truck driver. That guy wasn't going far. No, that guy wasn't. was not getting far on foot. So, <laughs> he was not. Uh, I think if Leatherface had put his mind to it, he could have chased that guy. It down. was, you know, it was satisfying the way his brother goes, he, getting what? run over by the truck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's right. always something satisfying yeah, yeah. when a bad guy gets run over by a semi. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Or there was a little really. bit too much of uh, freezing in front of the truck and not getting the heck out of the way. <laughs> it was like a, like two, three do, Mississippi. Do the headlights that he had a chance yeah. to get out of the way. It was, <laughs> I kept thinking they were going to find – I would, you know what I was expecting was that she was going to find the lost knife. Made a big deal out of losing yeah, the knife. It's yeah. like the Chekhov's gun thing again. It's like right. – Who was that red-haired dude in relation to all of this? When you say red-haired dude. At the gas station who washes their, their – Oh, he must have been in the family. The other guy that was staring off into space and yeah. stuff like that. He was just, you know, hillbilly brother three. Would be my take on it. Okay. I need to go back and look he at the He didn't show up again. He though. never right. showed up again. You're right. He didn't you know, show up again. He just kind of disappeared. He's got to be in on it because oh, he, he, he's there, right? Absolutely. Maybe that's Leatherface? No. He was too short. He was too little, yeah, right? he was little. Yeah. Leatherface was huge. Yeah. That actor was 6'4 and 300 pounds. Swedish. Swedish American. He, oh, he was, was he? raised here. Oh, I thought. Okay. And, and he right. played football. Okay. Um, it's like Austin or something like that as well. I mean, he was a big football player, dude. Okay. Which makes it was, sense. Uh, I was surprised that he did seem to be able to speak. I wasn't expecting that. He did yeah. kind of respond when the dad was yelling at him. He was like, Whoa. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of Frankenstein in him. A little bit. The way he talks. A little kind bit. of a Frankenstein thing. Like you know I read Boris it for Carlock. the first time? I, I watched that for the first time the other night. The original I, I'd never seen oh, it. Oh, we should have saved that for the show, man. I, I've never seen it. That would have been. I'll spoil it for you. There's so much depth. So much we depth watch to, to his, him should, as a monster. We should go ahead and do it. I, I watched something recently, and I thought the same thing. I was like, man, I hadn't seen that before, and I should have saved that for yeah. the show. I don't remember what it was. Do you want to watch it for the show? What, Maybe, Frankenstein? Yeah, do, we'll just do two yeah. two movies. Oh, you want to do No, 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 no. We, it's free choice. Oh, okay. it's free choice. It's your it's free choice. Free choice. I can't do a movie for free choice, though. I don't though. think so, yeah. Like I said, yeah. why, why, why write a sonnet when you can write free yeah, choice? That's true. That's true. Are we, is it time to talk about our be- biggest surprise? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, okay. so what was your biggest surprise? Okay. Want to go on the count of three? Well, let me give a like a preliminary. Okay. What I thought I was going to go with for my biggest surprise. Right. I didn't know anything about the movie and the structure of the movie. Okay. I was surprised to find that it was like a family that was doing the killing. Okay. I thought it was just Leatherface cutting people up with a chainsaw. I, I, the depth of having the bad guys be a family of bad mm-hmm. guys was surprising to me. Made it. I, I think again. I did it made not it, know that it about. It the made movie. it a little bit more realistic, right? Being so it's just way more interesting. Back way. roads of Texas somewhere. Yeah. Imagine if you watch this movie as you're taking a road trip, like yeah. through Texas. Or imagine like, driving oh back God. home, you know, yeah. from the drive-in. You go to the drive-in in, in the hill country. Right. And you drive back home to downtown Austin <laughs> through those right. through those woods, you know. Okay. So is your biggest surprise a name? Don't say it. Is your biggest surprise a name? It involves a name, yes. It is a name. Yes. Okay. Say the name on the count of three. Okay. One, two, three. John, John Larroquette. Larroquette. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. That All is right. my biggest surprise. <laughs> I was like, I heard the, 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 yeah. the narration yeah. introduction and I was like, I didn't pick up on it. I didn't pick up on no. it either, but it sounded good. I, I went like, back and oh listened and I could sounded, kind of hear it. He sounded good, didn't he? It's his first job. Yeah. First job he ever had. So was yeah. that, was he at UT like with them? And no, he was in New York. He okay. was a DJ. Oh, okay. So uh, he was a DJ and he was a friend of the, of the director's Director said, "Hey, can you voice something for me?" He's like, "Yeah, sure." Oh, he said, "Can you voice something for me for free?" He's like, oh, "Sure, okay. why not?" You know, because right. he's like, "I don't have any money for the budget to do this," so he gave him the lines to read. He reads it, and he gives him a joint and wow. says, "Thanks, man, I appreciate it." Gives him a joint, and, and he's nice. like, "So that's what I got paid for, right?" Flash forward, like, 
you know, they rebooted it for like uh, Chainsaw 3D or something like that. You know, it was mm-hmm. in the 90s. And they, they came back to Larroquette and said, can you do it again? Uh-huh. And sure. And he got paid a ton of money. Oh, okay. He's like, so it worked out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he's right. like, it took a while to get paid, but I got a payday out of okay. it. Okay. That's good. So that's good. I mean, yeah. I would do, I would do something like that. Just but this for the is coverage. like, I was like, that dude's an Emmy award. He, do you know what he wore? He won four Emmy awards back to back to back to back for Night Court. Just for, for Dan. Yeah. Yeah. Dan yeah. Fielding. He's really good on that show. He was good show. in, um, Baba Black Sheep. That was when I first, I think that was his first role. I don't know that. The, um, I think he was in Animal House. Pappy Bowington. I don't think he was in Animal House. He was in, there's a. I think he's one of the bad guys. Oh, maybe. One of the, one of the army guys. It's like Kevin Bacon's in it. And I think John Larroquette huh. as well. Well, John Larroquette played um, a, maybe played a pilot. Stripes. Played a pilot. He might've been an officer in Stripes. That seems about yeah, right. Yeah, that might be what I'm thinking of. Um, but he played um, one of the pilots in Pappy Bowington's. Black Sheep Squadron. It was like a weird World War what II. Is that what are like you a, talking? Like a about? World War II sitcom that. called Baba Black it's Sheep. It's Stripes. It's Stripes. Yeah, yeah my bad. Uh, well, I'm looking at the John Larroquettes. Okay. I am click Baba Black Sheep. That's too big. We got we got to move on. It's taking me forever. <laughs> okay. It's taking me forever to scan through. <laughs> anyway, this. that was the first thing There's I saw. There's too much. Uh, this weird sitcomy show based in World War II about the squadron of fighter pilots. I don't know. But yeah, that, that was my biggest surprise. I was like, holy cow, because I had no idea. Sounded great in it. Yeah, Are we at the point of the night where we decide whether this is a classic? <sighs> I think so, but I'm, it's not I'll, up have to, to I'll have to get my third beer. It's not up to the Third toast. beer? Oh, my goodness. What are you on? My third. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just surprised you're keeping up with me. Here you go. Or that anyone's keeping up with me. Not you, particularly. Obviously, if anyone's going to keep up with me, it's going to be you. Well, but. thank you. Now, you know, oh, you never told us what a Bach is. Were you going to give oh, us yeah, a little yeah. blurb about Shiner Bach? No, Bach is just a, it's, Bach means goat. That's why there's a goat there. I did not know yeah. that. It's just that a is ty- not, That is not a goat. That is a big horn sheep. Yeah. Well, that's what a Bach is. Oh, okay. German beer. It's just a, it's just a dark German lager. Okay. That's all it is. It's just, I mean, not a lot to it. A dark German lager. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that lagers. So the the lagers that most people are used to, when you hear lager, okay, when you hear lager, what do you think of? Uh, yellow beers. Yeah, yellow yeah. crappy beer, Water, right? Yeah, yeah not like necessarily bad. Budweiser is a lager. Right. Coors is a lager. I think Miller is supposed to be a Miller is supposed to be a pilsner. But anyway, so we think that of that is like, what it says on the bottle. Yeah, yeah I don't think uh, it's like it's like cheap yellow. That stuff beer, but, makes me ill. If but, I, I don't drink but Miller anymore. Lager, like good German lagers, are fantastic. Okay. Uh, Pauliner makes them. Scheinerbach is, is it's a Bach made in Texas. Do you know that uh, Texas had a lot of German immigrants? Uh, Austin I did. I did know that. Um, There's a big Oktoberfest out in Fredericksburg, yeah. Texas. In the 18, like mid to late 1800s, actually after Civil War. Um, there's a bar in Austin called Schultz, Schultz Beer or something, a beer hall or something like that. Mm. Uh, over by UT Austin, it's a really famous old, it's old not place. Ju- and it's not just Texas, it's also Mexico. And a lot of people don't realize that a lot of things well, that we was associate. that Austria, though. That was Well, okay, Austrians. but a lot of what we associate with Mexican culture is actually German or, you know, as Bavarian. you said, Austrian. Yeah, Bavarian, you know? right. Because you get that accordion music and stuff mm-hmm. like yeah. that. that the that's that's the, not, the Aztecs yeah, Oompa, didn't the play accordions, yeah. you know. Yeah, so. the it's, but yeah, so Scheinerbach is just it's a it's a pretty good it's it's not very strong. I think it's like five percent, something like that, but it's just a dark, dark lager. So perfectly uh, good go. beer. Perfectly yeah. good beer. Better than Lone Star. So I'm Yeah. <laughs> although God Lone Star is terrible. Yeah. It is a terrible beer. Shiner, Texas, population two thousand sixty nine. Not very many people there. Post. But I think it's like a suburb of Austin, so it's a billion people. I think so, because the first time I ever saw Shinerbach, I, I lived in Austin very briefly. Um, for a couple of months, one time, uh, before a relationship went south. Oh, okay. I uh, say blossomed. No, no, it did not blossom. It uh, went to Texas to die, <laughs> like just like Davy Crockett. I will say that underneath <laughs> the Lone Star caps, have you ever noticed that underneath the Lone Star caps, there's all these uh, little riddles. I remember that, but yeah, I, yeah, I, no, I not, the, not the Shiner Bach caps, but the, no, no, Shiner Bach doesn't have them. It's oh, the Lone Star. Oh, it's the Lone Star that do. Yeah, yeah that's right. It's okay. kind of like under the. Remember, Snapple used to have like little Snapple. They, I think they still like do. Oh, okay. Not. But oh. anyway, okay. So are we toasting this? Yeah, uh, so, oh, it's up to me, isn't it's it? Up to you, man. Um, all right. So. I could make some arguments in favor if you want me to, uh, because I think I finally did decide if it were up to me, I probably mm-hmm. would toast. Okay. Because of the influence on the genre, even though it's a genre I don't know super well. Okay. But it just seems, and it holds up pretty well. I don't. It wasn't. It, does, it wasn't yeah. scary, right? You know. But why would it be? It's it was creepy. It's creepy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely creepy. 
I think when the grandfather showed up and the part where all the family was together, I was like, this is the creepiest part. This is yeah. the most unsettling part of this movie. Right. And it's so much like Silence of the Lambs. It had a lot and of... And all the other Silence of the Lambs things that, yeah. you know, like... Uh, Buffalo um, Bill. What's the one where Ray Liotta gets fed his own brain? Oh, yeah. It was Red, uh, Red Dragon? No, maybe. Maybe it's or Red Or Hannibal. Yeah, it might be. It might be. It's either Hannibal or Red Dragon. But, yeah, there's just so much going on. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. Like, it just seems super influential. Right. You know, even if I didn't think it was super scary. I think this guy got just blood from a stone in, ter- in terms of what he had to work with. Sure. And creating a movie I can still watch 50 years later. Yeah. Pretty impressive achievement. So I'll say that. A uh, few things about it. Doesn't have much of a script. Um, I don't know. I don't know for what it is. I thought it was okay. Well, they're they're sort of selling, well, that, you know, well, sort it, of their their. But that, but that works in its favor. Like, you think of um, Freddy Freddy Krueger, like cracks wise the entire time. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, Jason and I've never seen any of those. And Halloween is it Jason Myers and for Halloween? Michael Myers, or Michael Halloween. Myers. Okay. Jason, Jason, Jason Voorhees. Okay. Is part of their right. Character. So you've got both of those that don't talk. Right. But they're superheroes, you know. Right. And Freddy Krueger is, is a superhero. See, I've never seen any of the Jason movies, but isn't Jason? Aren't both Jason and Michael Myers like not as super in the first film? Right. Jason is definitely magic once you get two or three yeah, films yeah. in. Right. But I'm not sure he is in the first. one. I think he's just a guy. But, but they and he's also got the mother thing, right? I don't know. I think there's a mother thing is with there? Jason as well. But haven't seen it. They end up becoming kind of like parodies of themselves, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And that's definitely. why Scream was such a big thing because Scream was right. a parody of a parody. Yeah. And that's what it's that was really to be. good. I enjoyed yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so this not one, having seen any of the stuff it was referring to, I still enjoyed that movie. Right. But this one, so this one, you know, the guy is, you know, the family is they're not superheroes. They don't crack wise. I mean, they're crazy. A little bit. Little bit. Yeah, they're crazy, and they're bit, and yeah. they're. Cracking wise to each other, but they don't. They're not like make trying to make the audience laugh. Nobody's no. out to make the audience laugh at all, right? Although everybody had a big thing with raspberries. You know, yeah, <laughs> I think you're kind of laughing at them a little um, bit sometimes. But uh, and then, like you said, the influence on later movies. Obviously, that's always a big thing for yeah, us. I think so. Yeah, so I am toasting this. I, I right. think I think uh, this is a and this is from two guys that don't particularly like horror. Yeah, movies. I'm not. I'm not really into these. So if you do like horror movies and you haven't seen this, I'd say you got to go out and watch. If you it. do like horror movies if and you, you haven't seen this, how can you say? Well, because like maybe it just right? goes too far back for it. Maybe you're yeah, 20 maybe. years old and you yeah, haven't watched so. a lot of the old canon. But I think if you like this genre and you were to go back and watch this, you'd be right. you'd be re- well rewarded. Now, from what I understand, the reboots have never been as good. Oh, yeah, like the second that. one came across as as hokey and uh-huh. and the tongue in cheek kind of parody stuff, right? Um, and then they like r- did a remake basically of the first one with you know young fresh hot actors or something like that. You got to go for this one, yeah. You know, uh, everybody looks like they're <laughs> drugged out seventies disco right. culture, you know, right. and uh, and it's worth it. Yeah, it's it's worth the movie. So next, super uh, short. So yeah. next episode, we'll be doing the classic 2600 game, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> if I could find it. <laughs> if we it. could find it, yeah. I wonder. I, I wonder if we could find you the— probably uh, watch, You find it on YouTube, probably. Somebody has it. Like, or the uh, the emulators, yeah. I don't want to do that. That's not worth a whole yeah. episode. But yeah. we, we, you decided we're toasting. We, we are thing. toasting. The first no, thing, the first thing is, thing is we're toasting. A, cheers. Cheers. <laughs> anyway, so we have toasted this classic, yes. Texas— the, chain, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre survives the rampage of killing that is toasting the classics. Well, we killed something last time. Oh, Zen yeah. and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance. We, we threw it under the bus. It's yeah, done. I think so, yeah. Um, but this one survives. This one survives. Yeah. Next uh, episode. Next episode is Free, free Choice. Form. I hope free you've form. thought of it because I have no idea what we're doing. I have. I think we're going to do episode one, Scooby-Doo. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we are. Like yeah. the old cartoon show. The old cartoon just one episode? You want to watch like part, like no, a couple I, I of think, well, I don't want to make it like a fr- movie. Just a thirty minute, and okay. then and then because there's a lot to talk about. Is there? Yeah, okay. There is. All right. Yeah, All right. There's a lot. All so right. I might uh, watch a couple episodes just to have a little more background. Okay. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. How about the first two? You'll be surprised. Sure. Yeah. You'll be surprised. Be surprised by what? Okay. All when right. was the last time you watched like one of the old Scooby Dooby Doo? I used to love them when I was a kid, but yeah. I haven't watched them. In yeah, years. I've watched them since. Yeah. Right. I never saw any of the movies. It's fun to go back. Revisit and, okay. and look at look at uh, especially Shaggy through, but look at him through enlightened eyes. Okay, okay, got it. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, yet another episode of 
Toasting the Classics. Uh, so are we for the drink? Are we just smoking weed? Because I feel like that's <laughs> the most appropriate thing. <laughs> Scooby Snacks, man. Like, whoa, man. <laughs> All right, there's going to be a lot of that next week, yeah, so, so buckle up. <laughs> yeah, buckle up. Buckle up. All right, and we're going to go into uh, relationships between Fred and the girls. Mm-hmm. That yep. should be fun. I always assume Fred Daphne, but I mean, of course. I'm probably kind of a Velma guy myself. But there's, anyway. there's something to say. Yeah. Yeah, and we yeah. will say it. Right. Tell Alex earmuffs. Yes, earmuffs, Alex. <laughs> All right, peace out. Thanks, bye. That's it for episode 29 of Toasting the Classics. For those playing along at home, we'll be talking about the first season of Scooby-Doo, so you'll need the following. Coconut rum, creme de banana, melon liqueur, pineapple juice, and whipped cream. They go together to make, you guessed it, the Scooby Snack Cocktail. If you'd like to get in touch, please send us an email at toastingtheclassics at gmail.com. Send us show ideas, comments, complaints, and any interesting smoked meat recipes. Check out my blog at theattractivenuisance.com and follow us on Twitter at atractivenuisance. Our music was written by Michelle MacArthur. See you next time on Toasting the Classics.